TheWellnessCouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to Wendy's Way with your host, Wendy Stewart. Fortnite show featuring everyday people on their wellness journeys, living inspiring lives with courage and passion. Welcome everyone to this episode of Wendy's Way. I'm your host, Wendy Stewart. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm just a wee tiny little bit hysterically excited today because I get to interview this amazing, amazing human that has come into my life recently. I met him through a mentoring course at another awesome that another awesome human was putting on the Craig Harper. There was this incredible energy about him as soon as he entered the room. I felt it. I looked in his eyes and I went, I need to know more. He sat quietly in the room, taking it all in and getting involved in our sessions. To me, he was just this big cuddly teddy bear, someone I really wanted to hug. And I didn't, I, you know, calmed my farm. But as I listened to him share his stories, anecdotes and wisdom over the weeks with all of us in the group, all I felt was inspired, humbled and so thankful that I had been in that room to hear it all. I did get my hugs and I had a massive real connection to him. He has had a huge journey and changed his health and wellness and I really wanted to share him with all of you on the Wellness Couch. He is an inspirational speaker, mentor and sound sculptor. Please welcome to my show, Wendy's Way, Tony Jack the Bear Mans. Yay! <laughs> wow, what an intro, Wendy. I just don't know how I'm going to top that. You've, you've just set the bar so high. <laughs> oh, no, come on now. You, and it's you, like... You, and it's like today I'm calling you Tony. Yesterday it was Jack. So please forgive me if I swap between Jack and Tony on this show. Oh, love. oh look, that was listen. That was beautiful. Thank you for that. Oh, what a yeah. sweet, beautiful introduction. And I, I certainly hope that over the next course of however long we get to chat for that, uh, I managed to justify my existence in your on your podcast. You don't have to justify anything to me, kind sir. The fact that you're even here and we're chatting is, you know. Just the biggest, I don't know, it's probably one of my biggest gets on my podcast. So, you know, I'm well, totally chuffed that you said yes. Well, I'm equally chuffed that you would ask. So thank, thank you, you very much. You're welcome. So I'm going to tell our, my lovely listeners a little more about you. So Tony is the owner and founder of Deluxe Mastering. He has had over 35 years working in many facets of the music business, both here and overseas. But he found his niche in mastering. Tony also hosts the Mastering Music, Mastering Life podcast, which I reckon every single one of you should check out because it's awesome. And on his podcast, he has in-depth and engaging conversations with music industry heavyweights in all manners of music and life. Over the last few weeks, I have been privileged to be in his company, watch him launch himself as a mentor to the music industry, a motivational speaker, and a mentor to basically anybody who needs it, whether you're in the music industry or not. I have personally been blown away by his kindness and generosity toward me. He connected me with two very clever gents who are helping me with something exciting to take Wendy's way to the next level. Not only did he connect us, but then he offered up his amazing studio in Brunswick in Melbourne where we could meet and connect and learn. This also enabled me to get lots more hugs from him, which I am so grateful for. So thank you so much again for being on my show, Tony. Oh, you're very welcome, Wendy. And, and, uh, your praise is very generous indeed. Much oh, appreciated. You're welcome. You're welcome. So, Tyne, could we just go back to the start of your health and wellness journey? I know there's a big, there's so much we could talk about, and I hope you'll come on my show again, and this won't be the only time. But I know I saw this clip on your website of the amazing weight loss that you've had 
over the years. I was just wondering if you could start just by telling my listeners a little bit about yourself and how that all came to be, please. Oh, well, okay. Well, um, I guess I describe myself as uh, a, a very normal bloke who uh, didn't start out life with any particular um, advantages, no silver spoon, no famous family name, no yep. school tie, yes. nothing like that. But I, um, my thing in life was always about wanting to do stuff in music because it was always a passion for me. Yes. Um, and went through a lot of resistance through a father who, very well-meaning father, right. who had other plans for me. He was one, the only sibling of his family that never got to fulfill their academic pursuits and my right. dad was a doctor. So life got in the way with him, never yes. happened. So he thought, well, if it didn't happen for me, it would happen for you. Right. I was meant to a law degree. I didn't pursue that law degree. caused um, a lot of angst to my dad and uh, it was a very tempestuous relationship. Uh, but I kept pursuing what I wanted to pursue because very early I worked down in life, Wendy, that it was more important to me to find something that I love doing because I saw even at a young age a lot of people doing work that they yes. were very unhappy in doing and very unfulfilled. But, you know, continuing with it because obviously people got to pay their way and they have responsibilities and so but, but they feel like they're just stuck, um, yes. almost like it's a, a prison sentence and they just resign themselves to this fate of like, well, I made my bed and I just have to lie in it. I wasn't prepared to go down that path. I've yes. had to jobs in nine to five and wear a suit and tie occasionally and do the things I didn't want to do but they were all stepping stones for me to get towards what I wanted to do um as far as the weight situation is concerned Wendy it's it's an interesting one that because I as a youngster I was I I guess um what you would call chubby (laughs) yeah (laughs) the young kid and I learned I, I was an emotional eater as someone that was bullied a lot at school, food was um, my, you know, my go-to. Yeah, that yeah. Was, uh, that's how I, that was my drug, if you will, that yes. uh, and music. And so I, I struggled with weight uh, until I got into my adolescent years and, and then uh, I was introduced to martial arts very early, became quite fit, and the, my weight all came back on as a result of a really pretty much after I got married. Right. Uh, that was about 28. I got married at the time, Wendy, because my life story was about getting the approval of my dad. Yeah. It was about my dad saying, I love your son, I'm proud of your son, yeah. Yeah. which never came to bear. Yeah. Uh, uh, and so I thought if I didn't go to university, I didn't have a mortgage, I didn't have all the things that were deemed to be acceptable and the stuff that your, a father would say, look, I, you've done well, I'm proud of you, I'm happy to tell others about how great you're doing in life, was was to get married. I thought, well, what, I thought that was going to be the knockout punch. Right. Um, and, of course, while he was happy that I got married, I don't think he thought my now – ex-wife was a, a, a great fit because she didn't belong to a certain class of family right. and she wasn't uh, an, an, an intellectual and so there was all these other things that she found which 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 gutted me uh, and then I thought okay well maybe if I have children now right. what father would not be proud of their kid having grandchildren I mean sure, sure, sure. That's, that's 
That has to be the knockout punch for sure. And and while again, he was quite pleased that um, you know I had a grandson, even named my older son after him. Wow. Um, uh, it, it still didn't bring the validation that I thought it would. Right. And so that stage I thought, okay, that's it. I've run out of options. There's nowhere else for me to go. It's never going to happen for me. And so I just descended into a downward spiral mm-hmm. of, um, you know, first of all, here I am married to a woman that I wasn't in love with. I, I, I loved her on a level and I respected her and I still do to this very day. Yeah. This woman has born three children for me, so I will always be grateful to her. But it was not the relationship that most people who do get married enter into where there is a genuine love and intimacy and connection that exists in the first place where you truly go in with the intention of i want to be with you for the rest of my living days that was not what was going on here okay and and i think that life uh deservedly um gave me my comeuppance in uh in in you know going into that situation and so i was miserable with my marriage uh Mm -hmm. and i'm and no doubt she was miserable as well, yeah. but we stuck through it. I had the children and nothing was going for me. And so I started utilising drugs and food yes. and soft drink and wallowing my misery because I thought I made my bed, I have to lie in it, I have no other options here. And so I ballooned out, Wendy, to about 170 kilograms, uh, which I was in a very unhealthy state. Yeah. I was physically broke. I was emotionally broke. I yeah. was spiritually broke and it wasn't until a doctor said to me at about I think I was about 40 nearly 47 Wendy and he said look you are not going to see your 50th birthday Mm. you will not see your children grow up yeah I'm sorry I've got a bit emotional I think no I've got tears in my eyes too because I know what you look like right now and I just my brain just can't process that that you know you had got to that point which you know yeah. i've been there myself a little bit too but yeah sorry tone go on i'm so sorry no, no, that's fine you know look I, I don't think there's anything particularly unique about my there are as you know when there are a lot of people who live with um weight issues yes and so and so um i remember trying to make a start on things and um my doctor said look i know there's more going on in your life than just food and yes. uh, drugs yes. and it was really the my marriage that yeah. I was really unhappy in that situation and so um and so you know it was at that point it was like okay I'm, I'm at a crossroads here what yes. am I going to do because I'm at a point if I continue down this path there's not going to be very much more path for me or I'll have to go down this other way and and that other way was going to require big big changes big changes in lifestyle big yes. changes in how I saw myself big changes in you know a, a massive overhaul Wendy you know yeah. this was this is not going to be just a, a quick little patch up job here and there Gosh, and no. and if, if there's one great you know I ended up releasing about 70 kilos of weight over the course of about 18 months yes and I tend to use the word release a lot and and I'll tell you why rather than talk in terms of weight loss, Wendy. Mm-hmm. And now for some people this may seem like semantics, but for me when it was introduced to me, this concept, it made a lot of sense and, and it was part of what was a game changer for me. So 
when we think about loss, when we lose something, whether it is we lose our keys, our wallet, we lose money, we lose a friend, we lose a bet. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm not a gambler, but, you know, I'm just no, saying. No, no, I, I got you, I got we, you. We, we, we subconsciously think about how do we get it back. I, I need to get it back. Where's my I need to find it. I need to find it. And when we think losing, we want to find it back. So when we release something like Wendy, we, we, we throw it away. We get rid of it. It's, yeah. it's gone. And, and so it may seem trivial. And like I said, it may seem like it's semantics, but I think along those terms, I was on a journey to release my weight. And weight release, yes, it is about cutting your calories. Yes, it is about um, making sure that you exercise and you, um, you overhaul your lifestyle. But more importantly, Wendy, for me, what really made the difference this time? Because like a lot of people who successfully try to um, get rid of their weight, um, they yo-yo. And the, reason why they, and the reason why they do that is because they haven't fully integrated. When they, when they see themselves in the mirror, you know, several, um, you know, dress sizes smaller or, you know, pant sizes smaller, they like what they see. But for many people, it's like, I'm... I don't know, it just doesn't feel right because they're not used to seeing themselves that yes. way or a lot of their friends aren't used to seeing them that way. And so <clears throat> I, um, I, I had to sort of understand that an identity shift was what was required. And this is why I say to people, you will, cannot have or maintain a fit body with a fat personality. Well, it, it, I hear you. I absolutely hear you 100%. Yeah, and so for some people, that's a difficult thing to take on because when you're used to looking a certain way or feeling a certain way about yourself and your self-esteem is really rock bottom, you, you just can't automatically overnight feel that way. Or for many people, it feels disingenuous or they can't wear that. It, it's like, no, I'm not worthy of that. I'm not deserving of that. But until you do the work on yourself to get to the point where you feel self-love, where you feel validation, where you feel, you know what, I'm worthy of this, I'm worthy of being fit and healthy. I'm, and also when you're reasoning for doing what you're doing. For a lot of people, getting rid of their weight is usually about, oh, I want to get into this size dress because I'm going to be a bridesmaid at Wendy's wedding. Yeah. Or, you, you, or I want to look great in the summer for, you know, look in a bikini or swimsuit yes. uh, and look good on the beach. Or I want to look good to impress certain people. and. That is a very short-term strategy, but when we think about our health, our well-being, longevity, vitality, that is greater motivation. That is a much more long-term, sustainable thing to embark on. But like I said, Wendy, the, the real big game changer for anyone that may be listening and are having some issues and they've yo-yoed and they want to look at a way that's going to give them a better chance, have a think about why you're doing it, but also you need to identify in a, in a better way. You need to think about the people that you hang out with. You think about what sort of lifestyle would I have when I am thin or healthy or have more vitality about myself? What are the, you know, what are the things I'd be reading? What would I be eating? What, what would I be doing from day to day? What would be in my fridge? The people that have this kind of lifestyle live a certain way, and until you start living that way and until you start thinking of yourself in that being, then the, the, the potential for you to stay there, to develop the new habits that then become as automatic as the old habits, wow, 
it's it, it's you will be continually yo-yoing and on a just this wheel of frustration all the time and I, I, I can't stress it enough, Wendy, the, the preparation required, the work required, and I'm also a great believer too that um, I believe that a lot of people that are very, very overweight, apart from medical conditions perhaps yes. or maybe there's some genetic predisposition, I think there's also a big emotional component. With me, it was, um, it was a self-esteem thing. With me, it was about, you know, nobody want, you know, dad doesn't want me, um, nobody wants to be around me, I'm not good enough, I'm not smart enough, I'm not anything enough. So it was just giving up and boom, it was all there. And once I started doing the work on myself and improving as I started to release the weight, um, it actually came up quite rapidly to a point where people were kind of thinking, are you okay, mate? Are you ill or something? Oh, right. I, yeah, I wasn't ill at all. It was just that the, the last time I embarked to do it, I was better prepared and I'd been doing the work to uh, make sure that this time around it was going to be different. And, um, yes, it was. I can tell you it was. And pleased to say that I've been able to maintain a healthy weight range uh, for the last almost seven years now Wendy that's incredible and your story and mine is so similar it's it, you know it's just incredible I was totally an emotional leader you know french fries and gravy were my drugs big Macs were my drugs because I could just you know didn't even have to get out of the car Tony I could just shove it down my face in the drive-thru and not really deal with all the emotional stuff that was going on with me and until as you said I got my head in head in the game identified my why and did all those things in a roundabout sort of way that you did to prep yourself for this, you know, and until I think everybody realizes that, that, you know, the, and I always call it weight release. I don't call it weight loss at all. And I shouldn't have even said that to you at the start of the interview, but you know, it's like if people could just understand that, I think they would stop beating up on themselves, stop being so hard on themselves and get the right kind of, you know, help, whether it's a personal trainer or a nutritionist or whatever it is they need. But I think if you get your head in the right space, you've got a much better chance of, you know, being successful at changing your lifestyle. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think having a look at your life, taking stock of who are the people in your life. Yes. I'm a great believer in peer group, Wendy. I believe that a lot of us put more emphasis and more attention on what our mobile phone plan is or what sort of car we're going to drive or what house we're going to live in, where we're going to go for holidays. And a lot of us don't sit and think about, okay, who are the people in our lives who are making the most impact but also to whom we can make a great impact on. And I think in Australia we value this thing called mateship, and mateship is a beautiful yes. and it's a wonderful thing. But unfortunately for some of us, we feel that because we may have had a lot of history with someone, even though deep down we feel that that friendship is not necessarily beneficial and in some cases toxic, when our self-esteem isn't there, we tend to stick in it. And also the fear of, well, what am I going to say? How do I get, you know, people don't like having hard conversations, Wendy. People oh struggle. Oh, my God, I know. And, and it isn't easy. It, I struggle with it too. But there comes a point, though, in our lives where we need to sit and go, okay, well, you know, who's going to care for us more than us? And the answer is nobody. And it's not the people that love and care for us, but no one can love and care for us the way we do ourselves. And unfortunately, the love, care, and compassion we give to others, we somehow aren't able to afford ourselves. And so 
hard conversations is part of that, to be able to sit down with someone and, and not be nasty or negative or, um, you know, be abusive towards them. They've done nothing wrong. It, it, it's, you know, sometimes nothing really necessarily needs to be said. It's just a matter of, well, okay, well, you know, I'm not going to spend three days a week with Tom. Tom's a nice guy. He always was a nice guy, and there's nothing wrong with Tom, but three days a week with Tom is not necessarily healthy for me and probably isn't healthy for them either. So I might just scale it back to one time a week and I'll look at how I can find uh, other people in the world who are going to be supportive of my journey, who I can also render the same amount of support. And for people that may live somewhere in a remote area that go, well, that's okay for you, mate, because you're in Melbourne, there's 5 million people in that city. Well, let me tell you that some of my peers, my, my the peers I hold very close to me are online. There are so many wonderful online forums and communities where you can find support and information that you can log on to, Wendy, and get help who are like-minded. And, yes, it's not the same as skin-on-skin, flesh-on-flesh, being, you know, sitting face uh, across each for other. For sure, for sure. But, but nonetheless, it, it still, I think, provides a way better substitute than putting up and compromising yourself uh, around people who are not going to be supportive of you and where you can be supportive for them. So fit people hang around fit people and they hold themselves accountable to each other. They share the information. They help each other out. At least this has been my experience. And so I would really recommend that people take a good hard look at their friendship groups and particularly the people that they spend the most amount of time with because whether we like it or not, we are influenced by those people, our decisions, our thoughts, our values, all these things. And it's very important to be solid and congruent uh, in that stuff if you want to move on towards a healthier life. Absolutely. And, you know, we talk about detoxing, you know, not just our minds and our bodies, but, you know, our souls and our, you know, our online world and our social media and our friend groups and all that kind of stuff. I mean, if you're putting all your energy into a situation that's really not bringing you joy or raising you up or supporting you in where you're trying to go, but might be sabotaging you, in fact, a little bit, you know, and we've all, we've all done that. We've all self-sabotaged at some point or another. And I think you just have to take a good, long, hard look at yourself and you've just got to get real and really look in the mirror and go, you know, when are you going to stop bullshitting yourself? Because really you are all you've got at the end of the day. And it's, you've got to get it through, you know, what, what's going on between your ears and just get into the game and discover your why as we talked about a little earlier because I think you know you can keep telling yourself all those stories but they're just stories you know and you are you can be the victim of those stories or you can change the story and I you know I say to anyone who listened to me it's like you've got to figure out your why and you've got to get real and you've got to be accountable you've got to have an accountability buddy you've got to be accountable to yourself otherwise forget it you know you just you're just going to go back on that cycle of lose the weight put on the weight release the weight gain the weight release the weight gain the weight and you know no one needs to live like that I agree. I absolutely, totally agree. Absolutely. Accountability, accountability is a big part of my my world. I operate uh, better under it. Yes. You know, there are some people out there that are incredibly um, disciplined and will get up at five in the morning every day and, and generally keep up that region. I, I'm not that person, Wendy. That's yeah, why neither I, am I, Tony. Don't do 5am, buddy. No chance. I'm going to be getting on an international flight to some exotic destination for that to happen. 
<laughs> yeah, I've got to be honest with you. I have um, a, a, a trainer that I go to and I made a commitment to him. And for me, the pain of not showing up or not putting an effort yes. in is greater than, you know, the actual workout itself. And I also believe in that has to go in a, it's a two-way street as well. I conduct mentoring groups here at my studio. Yes. And I make the um, – or I ask the participants to get involved in an exercise during the week uh, to, to help them with their own growth. Yes. And I put myself up to do the same thing because I feel it's important that I'm accountable to the group too. Absolutely. Uh, because I don't have it all worked out and I have things that I procrastinate on and things that I could work on and improve. And so um, it's important um, for me – for them to see – that I'm not just there a couple of hours just blurting out all this stuff and espousing all these values and rattling off all these notes <laughs> theory for them to write notes on um, so they can see. Because the, the best way to influence, Wendy, is by example. Absolutely. You know, so many people are great at, at talking it up and they're rehearsed and they're polished and they're clean cut and they're corporate looking and all this sort of stuff, uh, and, and that's good for a while. But over a period of time, eventually people are going to see that um, the shine tarnish because they haven't been working on the shine, you know. <laughs> they shine up once and they just keep thinking that they're going to keep shining all along the way. Um, and so accountability is very big. Uh, it's not easy because it means at times that you're going to have to hear things you don't want to hear. Oh, yeah. We're going to get it wrong, Wendy. You know, I we, know. And there are days that you love your trainer. There are days you want to kill your trainer, but that usually lasts for 45 minutes and then you're okay. You know, you're friends again. <laughs> yeah. But even with your friends, who, for me, the friends who I admire love the most, are, I say that um, good friends, real friends, will say the good things behind your back and the shit things to your face. Absolutely, absolutely. And those are the kind of friends we all need and want, Tone. Yeah, and it's and it's not easy to hear it at times and maybe they don't get it right all the time. But, again, it, it takes courage for somebody to have enough gumption to go up to you, sit you down and say, you know, from a place of love. It, still, you know, you know what, Wendy, I, I really feel that what you said to so-and-so, what you've been doing of late may not be – no matter how nicely they say, yeah. it's hard to hear. Absolutely. And when we let our ego get in the way, well, it's not going to allow us to grow. And so it's hard because, as I alluded to before, having hard conversations with people is difficult and a lot of people tend to avoid it because they like the easy way. They like the path of least resistance. They don't want to risk the, uh, the potentially getting into conflict or potentially upsetting someone. Uh, but you know what? The people that love you, uh, we'll dispense tough love because love isn't just all about milkshakes, rainbows, and unicorns. Oh, I agree. Absolutely. I agree. So, Tone, just leading on from that, do you have any, like, daily rituals or practices that are, you know, your complete non-negotiables every day or, say, every week just to keep yourself, you know, in the lifestyle that you now have and, you know, in the health and wellness that you now have? Do you have any of those rituals that you would mind sharing with my listeners? Absolutely. I, I don't know if I'd call this... Uh, a non-negotiable every single day, sure. but, pretty, but pretty close, pretty close. And by pretty close, I mean I, I would say I get this in four, if not five times a week oh, on average. Awesome, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, and that is gratitude. Yeah. And as cliche as it sounds, gratitude for everything. Absolutely. 
I'm emotional. I'm sorry. Oh, no, it's all good. Oh, it's all good. I love you so much. And you are such an incredible human being. And you oh. have given so much to so many of us. And I've only known you a short time. But, you know, I, I'm watching you. I'm learning. I'm listening. And you just, you give. That's what, you know, I called you Jack for so long because you were Tony Jack the Bear Manson. I'm going, he is Jack the Bear. And he's, mm. he just wants to give me bear hugs. And he has this yeah. amazing T-shirt range which has a bear paw on it. And, you know, it's just... You are just a bundle of love and you're just a big teddy bear that, you know, loves on everybody. But I reckon you you would call us on our crap if you needed to too. Well, yeah. Well, let me just explain the whole gratitude thing. It's so important because where it's important, okay, when I sit and I take a snapshot of my life, um, I think, wow, how amazing is it that I have all the things, that money, I'm rich in the stuff that has no price tag. I cannot buy a, a loving, devoted wife. I cannot buy real friends. I cannot buy career path and now uh, a new career in mentoring and speaking. Oh gosh, yes. I, I well, there is. You cannot buy this stuff, Wendy. You cannot buy this stuff. No. You, you cannot buy respect. You cannot buy self love. And to have these things is amazing. And it, it, it reminds me of a great quote of um, the ancient Greek philosopher Epicurus. He said, and I'm paraphrasing here, but he said, you know, be grateful for what you have now because all the things you have today were once but a wish. Yeah. There were times where I wished for a beautiful wife when I was unhappily married or yes. when I was yes. separated and to have a great relationship with my kids and to be, um, you know, fit and healthy yes. and to be able to go up on a stage and speak to people and inspire people and serve others. These were once just a thought. They were a wish. They were like, oh, will I ever get these one day? Will this ever happen to me? And now as this stuff is all manifested, it's like, wow. So we talk about gratitude and sometimes it's seen as a cliche. But I think when it works, Wendy, is when you feel it. Yeah. You've got to feel gratitude. Absolutely. And you've got to feel it deep down in your bones, deep down in your heart, deep inside, uh, you know, whatever yeah. our personas are, whatever masks we have deep down, unless, it, you know, it's touching your heart and your soul. Yeah. And, you know, yeah, and until I get to the point where I get emotional, that's when I know, okay, you're there. Yes. But you're there. You, yeah. you, you, you're feeling it now. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, um, so that's a practice. And, you know, I think also things like um, exercise. Yeah. I, I go to the gym three days a week. I do jiu-jitsu a couple of days a week. Um, making calls to people that you haven't, you know, just, just to call people. Yeah. Um, relationships. I, I tend to be that guy that will call people um, at, at just out of the blue, um, you know, oh, I haven't spoken to so-and-so for a while. I'll just check in um, for no other reason other than just to say hello. Yeah. Because you know, as we get older, one of the great regrets that people have when they are dying is, you know, apart from, you know, I wish I lived my life accordance in, yeah, you know, not yeah. in accordance to the wishes of others and, and I wish I hadn't worked so hard and I wish I allowed myself to be happy was I wish I maintained my friendships because yeah. a lot of people just go on through life and they become isolated and, and lonely and we, we have a loneliness epidemic in the world. You know, we, we have the internet, but yet the, the irony of that, we're becoming more connected apparently and we are, but yet we're also becoming more isolated. So for me to ring old friends or people I yes. haven't spoken 
while um, again not a daily practice but at least a couple of times a week I'll make an effort to to reach out to a friend who I haven't seen or spoken yeah. to for a long time for no other reason other than just to let them know hey thinking of your pal thinking of yes. your love how's it going um, and and they're kind of like my non-negotiable things and you know there's there's just lots of others like trying to try new experiences and looking to to, to grow and yeah you know, there's plenty of but plenty of things that i do now that i never used to yeah, do yeah, yeah. And yeah. What, what about your food tony do you you know do you restrict yourself do you have you know things that you don't mm. consume or you know do you have do you have okay. a certain i don't know I, I don't want to say diet i'm just saying like eating style or what's your well, what's your I, eating style look like these days my eating style these days is i generally eat when i'm hungry okay I try, yeah. I, I try to avoid as much as possible processed food yes um, you know i'm not a vegan i'm not a raw eater no. i, I I, I um I don't do intermittent fasting, although I haven't really given that a go. I'm I'm not a juicer, yeah. um, although I haven't <laughs> given that. You know, I think you know, Wendy. I believe that there is so much information out there and misinformation when it comes to food yes. nutrition, and people are looking for the quick fix. People are looking for the magic bullet, and I don't believe that that such a vehicle exists. I think that you do what's right for you. Don't be unduly influenced by others because oh, so and so does this. Yes. Oh, I'm a so, you know, everyone. While ninety nine point nine percent of our DNA is the same, we we're still quite we're individuals and we're unique. And so, I would um, encourage others to go out there and try and see what fits. Cherry pick from all the information. Absolutely. See what works for you. I think things like hydration are a given. You know, I think no matter what your body type or whether you're vegan or carnivore, omnivore or vegetarian yes. or whatever is, you know, drinking lots of water. I probably need to drink more water than I do, Winnie. Um, <laughs> I think I really, we all do, Tone. <laughs> you know, um, if I'm going to be absolutely honest here. Yes. I'm definitely a lot better, but certainly now that we're talking about it, uh, water, hydration, just good hydration, um, trying to manage your stress. Some people, you know, do meditation. For me, exercise jiu-jitsu is a form of meditation. I don't sit and meditate in the, the classical way, if you I will. I yep. You know, but I think any kind of mindfulness, anything that is there to take your mind off everything else and really bring you into the moment uh, is a good thing. But anything that will relieve your stress, it may be going off to see a movie and having a laugh or a cry. Yes. Great stress relief, you know, picking up the phone, talking to a friend, doing something in service of others, great stress relief. So there are those things as well that I think are beneficial and we, we don't have to get locked into a particular regime or a certain way because of the way we perceive it to be or the way that it is necessarily presented to us. You know, we're living in a different world now and we're not living like monks were two to two and a half thousand years ago where all they had to do was meditate all day because that was their day, you know. Um, so just I just think look at all the things out there See what resonates with you. See how it feels for you. Just go on your feeling. Don't be sucked in by the marketing. Don't be sucked in by the influences out there. And just do what feels right for you. And more importantly, do what gives you the results. When you see results of certain things, so what if so-and-so does this or so-and-so does that? If it's working for you, then that's what I think is the program to be on. And just keep monitoring yourself and see what keeps working as you go along. And, you know, what I do now compared to what I did seven years ago is quite different. And dare I say it may change again as I get a little older. Oh, absolutely. Couldn't agree so, more with that. 
and and not to get too um, caught up in it. You know, I think that people that are more relaxed about eating things that they may not eat from time to time are, will be healthier than the person that is highly strung all the time because they're worried about, oh, my goodness, I had the wrong kind of oil in the dressing of my salad, and they just ruminate over that all day. That is going to give you more stress and less well-being than being a little bit more relaxed about things and just saying, you know what, I deserve this, I'm having a good time, I'm just going to do it once, I'm going to do it twice, I'm not going to give too much care about it, uh, and as so long as you're not going down an unhealthy road. But just to slip up every now and again, Wendy, ah, just let it go, be exactly, happy. Exactly, because, you know, there are lots of foods that are just sometimes food or special occasion food, and, you know, it's okay. People ask me this all the time because, you know, I've had a, I've had a little bit of a journey with releasing weight as well, and, you know, 55 kilos gone. And people go, well, do you? I, go, I still have my hot chips and gravy, but I possibly have them once a month, once every two months, or you know, even less than that sometimes. But it's just like you know, I'm I'm not going to say I never do any of that stuff because that's nonsense. Okay, I don't have a sweet tooth. Fair enough, savoury is my thing, but I'm not going to de- deny myself. You know the best french fries i can eat with the best gravy i can eat because mm. i'm a human being i'm not a robot so you know and i'm living in the real world and more importantly you're happy exactly and exactly everyone wants to be happy wendy <laughs> and whatever it is that you do that makes you happy and and it's relatively balanced and it's working for you then that is going to be Wendy's way, right? <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. And unashamedly, and you might, you know, you might want to roll your eyes at this one. My favorite form of meditation is to put on my beautiful Sony wireless headphones, pump up, pump them up as loud as they can go, and listen to a Keith Urban track. And I, you know, that is my go-to. You can roll your eyes, I know, but I just love him. I love his music. I love country music. I love all kinds of music, but I just love country music. And it's oh. like that's just that makes me happy dance around the house like a crazy you know just being crazy and happy and smiling and you know that's my five ten minutes of meditation and i'm i feel great after it and and let me tell you darling you don't have to defend your music choice to me and just <laughs> for rec- and just for the record keith urban is legit and he's the oh. real deal and oh i don't have a, i don't have a problem with him or country music i think that again we just need to worry less about what other people think about. I reckon, about right? I'm just like, mm, you know, because you tell them about Keith Urban, okay? Because <laughs> here's here's a ridiculous situation that most people find themselves in, Wendy, and that is, while we sit there looking at the others on the other side, worrying about what they're thinking about yeah. us, I guarantee you, they're over there looking at us, worrying about what we're thinking about them, and the reality. <laughs> No one gives a care. I know, I know. We're all living our life. It's just to the perception that we have. And so we're acquiescing and trying to, you know, predict what, how it's going to work so that we fit in. And you know what? If you love Keith Urban and chips and gravy once a month, I say go for it, girl. More power to you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. And I would just love, that's a great segue to just flip over to the other side of the amazing Tony story. I know you are music royalty. And I'm just like, oh, my God. I walked into your studio like, you know, it was like a kid at, I don't know, a kid at a candy store, kid at Christmas. I don't know. Like, to me, grand final day is Christmas. But, hey, that's just me. I'm just walking around looking at all the amazing, you know, first of all, the stunning art in your studio. And then all these records on the wall, all that you have been a part of. Would you mind giving us just a little snapshot of your life in the music industry? Because I know there's people out there who would love to know about it. 
Well, all right, Wendy. Well, thank you. Um, I am music royalty in uh, in my street. Okay. I am. Oh. <laughs> okay. Now, enough of all that BS. Okay. Come on now. Take your bow. I'm giving you the opportunity. Uh, well, no, I'm, okay. I'm well, like, I'm so so in awe of what you have achieved so far. Well, thank you, Wendy. Um, I am a mastery engineer, and for those people who don't. Uh, I know what that is. Uh, I am the person who is at the end of the creative process and the beginning of the manufacturing process. So, for example, if you are a band or an artist and you yes. went off to a studio to record something and you have a finished recording, uh, they bring it to me. And in the same way that people may be familiar with adjusting the sound of their stereos with the bass and the treble control yes. to, to alter the tone of it to suit the way they like to hear it, um, that's what I do on a slightly more sophisticated level. And so I take people's recordings, I optimise the sound of those recordings and then get them ready for subsequent manufacture or distribution, whether it's streaming on the digital platforms or for vinyl, which, is, of course, is a lot more popular these days. Yeah, I'm loving that vinyl so can come back, Tony. Oh, my God, I'm so excited. And uh, and still um, and a bit of and, and still some CDs that are still around. So I um, so I'm at the final step there to try and make people's recording sound as best as possible. And I've been doing that for all of my working life in the industry, and and um, it's been working with musicians and young artists that. Uh, it's, it's inspired me to want to mentor because when I was young, I was very yes. fortunate. I had wonderful people take me under their wing who owed me nothing. I was just a young kid from Australia uh, when I went over to America to learn my craft. And so it always stuck with me and I did give a promise to myself of one day when, you know, if I ever managed to uh, get to a stage where I can have my own studio and my own facility, I too will pay that forward. And Amazing. Amazing. And I've been able to fulfil that promise to myself and the universe, and and will continue to Wendy. You know that that's my life's work. It's I, I love mastering, but the studio now is the vehicle to help yes. develop people. And yeah. and so look, I love what I do. I love the job I do. I love the people that I've met. I love the relationships that I've that it has spawned. Uh, but I think the big thing right now in the context of my life is that mastering um, not only has given me a, a wonderful lifestyle it's, it, 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 it hasn't made me filthy rich but it has allowed me to live richly it's allowed me to raise children it's given me the things that I've needed in life it's given me some beautiful friendships and more importantly it has now provided a platform where I can now serve other people particularly young people yes. who are struggling with wanting to, you know, the ones who want to get involved but don't know how to start or what to do, the ones who sure. struggle with parents and society telling them get a quote-unquote real job, yes. the ones dealing with drug addiction because I've had my experience with yep. that, yep. the ones experiencing with low self-esteem, the ones who are experiencing just general unhappiness and, and unfulfillment in life. And so through my journey of 56 years or so, um, there's been quite a lot of experience that I'm willing to share and be very open with to these youngsters and help them out by saying, hey, everything's okay, you will be okay because you're perfect the way you are because that's the biggest lie we ever told that there's something wrong with Absolutely. us. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, yeah. Tony, if people wanted to um, become, you know, become part of one of your mentor groups, how do they find out about it? How do they, you know, get some more info and um, get yeah. to come along and be mentored by you, please? Oh, well, um, they can go to uh, www.jackthebear.com.au and there is a workshop 
page yes. and if they hit workshops. And there's one there that talks about the actual mentoring and one which is a mastering workshop. But I imagine that for your audience, Wendy, yes. the information pertaining to being mentored by me in yes. the group, uh, yes. the information is all there. And I will be delighted to hear from any of them whether they want to call me or send me an email. Sure. But all, but all the information is there for them uh, should they choose to want to uh, take it up any further with me. Absolutely. And I will make sure all those links are in the show notes when this show goes live. Now, Tony, you have a podcast of your own, which is amazing as well. Would you mind telling my listeners a little bit about about that? Because I would love them all to come and check out your show and subscribe to it. Sure. Thank you. It's called Mastering Music, Mastering Life. And the podcast is there to speak with people that work in the music industry from mastering, but also from other areas of the music industry. And um, unlike a lot of other music podcasts which talk more about music and the technical side of it and it's more tutorial-based, my interest is into engaging in conversations with these people that are more real, that are more authentic and that are more based upon their journey about how they overcame adversity, about how do we create a podcast that young kids and young adults, you know, can listen to. Absolutely. and be inspired by people and understand that they're not alone. You know, that the, these people that they see and put up on a pedestal did not just fall out of the sky. They weren't born with these talents, that they all had things to go through life. And, and just to talk about stuff that's actual and real and, and about the world and life and their philosophy and their values and to get behind the person. Let's find out more about yeah. what makes that person. It's not just about their reputation, you know, because, Wendy, I believe in I, I, I've been saying this thing for years and I believe in it so much, which is that character is who you are and reputation is what people think you oh, are. I love that. I love that. You're so spot on, Tone. Right? And so I want to find out about the character. And now yeah. if reputation and character happen to marry up, well, that's a bonus. I think that's awesome. You know, we uh, how many times I know I've had the experience and it's beautiful when someone that you've met that you've held in high regard because of the perception you have, you meet yes. them and they are, oh, my God, how awesome is that person? How great are they? And and this is why I think it's important that um, not not you, you've got to live a false life in order to try and please everyone, but – I think it's important that we live lives that are congruent, our values and aligned. So I want people, I'm sure people hold me in a certain regard and it's lovely and very flattering, but I want to make sure that when I do interact with people that they walk away feeling, yeah, he's a good guy, he's a good guy. And I think if you could do that, you don't want this. Absolutely, absolutely. And, Tone, just before we come to the end of our time together today, I know you've got a dear mate that you've been trying to help very much so because he's dealing with something, you know, horrid, that horrid, horrid C word. And at your launch, you know, we did a bit of fundraising for him as well. So I'd love you to tell people about that and possibly how they can, you know, donate to the cause and um, help your amazing friend out. Well, thank you, uh, Wayne. Yes, You're so uh, welcome. Uh, yeah, Phil Kay, who now has stage four prostate cancer, is not in a, a good way, although he is being very dignified through this whole journey. Yes. We, uh, so tomorrow, uh, that's Wednesday, I'm going to be working the day mastering records for people for yes. a donation. So if anyone's got a band or an artist and they want me to master their record, I will do it for a donation of whatever they're comfortable parting with. Right. And all the money we raise tomorrow will go towards Phil's GoFundMe page. Okay, which, yes. 
was currently sitting, I think, at about eighty thousand. Wow. We um, we we had a target of we initially had a target of fifty, and and the response has been absolutely just mind blowing. Uh, so now we've set it to one hundred, and and that's to help fill with things like uh, some alternative therapies that he's hoping because yes. at this point now it's it's time for us to look at okay, let let's have a look at some other modalities that. Uh, and, and some of these things do cost money. There's a lot of out-of-pocket expenses that goes on. Even yes. if you are on private health cover, I've discovered that, you know, when you go see two specialists a week and you still have to fork out maybe $150 each time, you know, you, you, that racks up over the course of several months, Wendy. Yeah. Um, yes. For, you know, for medications and, vis- you know, there's all these out-of-pocket expenses Absolutely. that you don't get. And, and Phil, as much as he'd love to work and he feels terrible that he can't work, you know, life goes on and bills get paid and, you know, Mr. Telster and Mr. Landlord yeah, and yeah. West, you know, while they may be sympathetic at the end of the day, you know, when the rent's due and when payments are due and when the bills need to be paid, as, as much as a lot of companies do, um, you know, put things in place and, and may hold certain dispensations. Yes. The, the money still life goes on. The money still has to get paid. You know, um, they have to run their business too. And so we're we're trying to provide some fundage so that while he's getting treated, he will be able to have a quality of life, but also not have to worry about work for the time being, um, and keep you know keep the home fires burning until such time as either hopefully we find something that'll cure him, um, you know, or uh, or where he may be able to at least start uh, working and being productive. Absolutely, absolutely. And I will put all those links when this show goes live, which hopefully will be very soon. Oh, thank you, Wendy. I really appreciate that. Oh, absolutely. Well, Tony, it's been an absolute delight having you on my show. It's been incredible talking to you. And I hope you'll agree to come back on another time and we'll chat some more about life, the universe and all the good things that are happening to you and I. I would love to, Wayne. Thank you again for the invitation. It's been beautiful being on your podcast. And, yeah, I don't normally cry. <laughs> oh, it's all good. I was sooking too. Uh, don't worry. I cry so lots of my podcasts. You, so it's all good. good. You know, so you, you – but that, that's okay. I have no issue with that. But, you know, it, again, it's, these are themes and issues that I, are obviously very near and dear to me and I, I care about very deeply. So thank you very much indeed, Wendy. It's been beautiful chatting with you. You're so welcome. So thank you, everyone, for listening to this episode of Wendy's Way. It's been my absolute pleasure to bring it to you. Please consider giving me a like on iTunes. Please subscribe to my show. Leave me a review if you like. Share this episode on all your social media to help spread the Wendy's Way message. For all things Wendy's Way, you can follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and check out my website, which is all the W's, wendysway.com.au. I look forward to catching you on the next episode of my show. Until then, please remember, it takes a village. Be kind to yourselves always, and bye for now. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.